what did, I remember what, what did you say? So this is this is not what we would do, but no. this is what we think that, that that Hollywood would do. It's a tumultuous task to to recast that film. Yeah, there's only one thing you can do. Uh, when you're rebooting or, uh, or you need some kind of franchise Viagra. There's only uh, one man who can help me. And that is uh, Dr. Emmett Brown, played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Of course. And then, ele- of course it and then it's elementary that the, the, the teenager who's no longer a teenager but still would play a teenager is Zach Efron. <laughs> a good thing i'd like to start off with this um it's something that was in uh my favorite show of all time um doctor who yeah which is i know a favorite of yours as well and it's from the greatest era of all time uh, and the greatest doctor of all time which obviously is peter capaldi yeah. um and it's something he talks about in a, in a pre-credit sequence and i, th- I think he calls it the bootstrap paradox yeah. I knew where you're going as soon as you said. Doctor yeah, Who. and the yeah, and the, the 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 this is why. And the example he uses is this uh, interesting because um, obviously he's, he's playing electric guitar. Yeah, and he's he's doing he's playing like Beethoven's Fifth. Yeah, um, which I think is dun 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 dun. Um, sorry, uh, Beethoven fans, if that's wrong. Um, <laughs> anyway, cut, get to the point, Harry. Um, the bootstrap paradox is a time traveller goes back in time with the intention of meeting his hero, Beethoven. And he meets Beethoven and he says, oh, I love you so much, you're my hero. I came back in time to meet you. Um, uh, and my favourite piece of music you ever composed is the Fifth Symphony and Beethoven hasn't written it yet. And the time traveller says, um, you haven't, oh, you, you, the Fifth Symphony, oh, it's my favourite piece of music of all time. Here, I'll play it for you. And he plays Beethoven the Fifth Symphony and, the, and, and he writes out the music for it. And then he 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 leaves. Yeah. He goes back to the future. <laughs> now the bootstrap, the paradox here is, he had had he not gone back in time, and and given Beethoven the 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 music, would Beethoven have composed the Fifth Symphony? Yeah. But if Beethoven had hadn't composed the, the Fifth Symphony, then the time traveller would never have gone back yeah. to meet him and give it to him. So it's it's an endless loop, yeah. and I was thinking about this in relation to Back to the Future, and um, and I was thinking actually, and it's something I've never considered before, which is which is weird. Um, but when Marty goes back in time to the fifties and meets Doc, um, at this point in in Doc's life, he's only just fallen off the toilet, banged his head, yeah. and he's come up with. A drawing, literally yeah. just a sketch of the flux capacitor. Yeah. And then he meets Marty. Yeah. And Marty, not only um, he shows him the DeLorean, he shows him the videotape of 1985 Doc explaining how time travel works yeah. and, and how he made it with the plutonium and stuff. And I was thinking, what if that is that? Because so now 1955 Doc knows that he must invent time travel and create the DeLorean because otherwise um, if he doesn't then Marty would never have come back yeah. um, in the first place so this is now a fixed moment in time yeah. 
So is that a bootstrap bootstrap paradox? Or was Doc always going to invent the time machine? No, I think it's I think it's bootstrap. I think it's a bootstrap. Yeah. I agree. So and it's something I never considered before. No. But actually thinking about it, um Marty gave Doc all the every he gave all the Everything, information. Yeah. He even gave him like a, an instruction guide with the videotape. Yeah. Um put the idea in his head. At that point all Doc had was a sketch of the flux capacitor. Although um obviously the first um the first instance of Marty coming uh, from 1985. Yeah. Is Doc Brown then just um not letting on that he knows? Because he obviously he doesn't tell Marty that um That's true. you've already been and I have to make this and you have yeah. to be here. Yeah. Um because you know the, the first instance the original if you will 1985 yeah before it starts getting really complicated yeah um he he there's no hint that he already knows you know that he's going to end up going back to 1955 yeah um he doesn't say oh you know this is how we we met we met in the in the past yeah again that'll probably freak out uh 17-year-old kid, so it's, it's probably not best to lead with that. I mean, as usual, we're probably overthinking it and yeah. overcomplicating it, yeah. but it does it does also solve the, not the mystery, I guess, but the, the sort of um, the, the, the wonder as to how Marty and Doc became friends. Yeah. I mean, why would an eccentric loner inventor befriend a 17-year-old teenager? The biggest mystery of all in a right, More so than time, time travel. travel. <laughs> um Maybe Doc, maybe this, maybe it had happened, yeah. and Doc knew he had to befriend Marty. Yeah. Um, You're like he's gonna say, but he well, couldn't tell him. Yeah. yeah, but he couldn't tell him. However, I again, I'm not sure. But then he would, wouldn't he know that he gets shot? See, this is that's the bit where I was gonna say. Well, we, this is where it gets a little complicated. Bit yeah, it, it might not be. But this, then again, this is a kind of thing maybe he all, not being. We never thing. actually see. Um, after get Doc gets shot in the beginning, yeah. we follow Marty, so we never actually see. Um, we don't know what happens to that Doc. Yeah, we know that by the end of the film, he's got a bulletproof vest on because he has the letter. But Did maybe he, have he the already time? had the letter. Yeah. He just couldn't say anything. I mean, this is obviously a general f- f- issue with time travel films. We're not talking about the film here. We're talking about like. The reality of the paradox yeah. itself. <laughs> We've yet to get into the film we're having, review. Yeah, <laughs> we're having to do yeah. a little bit of like the end. <laughs> Directed yeah. by Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> we're trying to we're trying to do a little bit of science that's the kind of uh, above yeah. our pay grade. Well, I, you know, I th- I thought I'd go in really strong <laughs> with with uh, the get Deep. get get the 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 mind um, fuckery. Uh, okay, yeah, I was gonna yep it's get that right. out of the way. Everyone's Early. over eighteen, and then we can years. talk about the um, uh, the actual films themselves. Yeah, fair play. So with this review, we watched Back to the Future trilogy. That's Back to the Future, Back to the Future Part Two, and Back to the Future Part Three. Wow, you got it in one. There we First go. First try. Yep. 
that's impressive yeah it's not going to be many of those it's it's a good job for you that um that they didn't have like abbreviation <laughs> sub- or subtitles uh, back to the future part two the lost world yeah oh, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah that would have been a that would have been a bit of an issue for me yeah yeah um, yeah so we watched the the trilogy um on your very impressive collector's <laughs> blu-ray edition um uh, but uh, yeah. no, I actually watched the uh, uh, not to be too overly technical. Yeah. But actually being overly technical, we watched the uh, theatrical cut of um, Back to the Future, the original nineteen eighty five. That's version. right. Yes. Yes. But then the other two, we watched uh, the the thirtieth anniversary Blu Ray. Right. Yeah. Were they different versions then? Were they extended? I mean, I don't think there's any like particular different scenes. I think yeah. they just touched up the. Um, CGI yeah. and the I guess uh, visual that, effects. I, I kind of like that in a way because the original is sort of um, um, the charm of it yeah. is it is it's it's uh, you know it's sort of dated uh, special effects and, and it itself is maybe out of time. Now. Yeah, yeah. It's in a it's in a capsule of what um, we expect 1985 to look like. Yeah, you're right. I think it, it that the first film unfortunately um, it sort of traps itself. Because the second film is 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 all over time. Yes. Um, and the third film is is so far back in time that it um, you know, it's it's a simplest time travel story. Whereas the first film, yeah, it's it's sort of um, stuck in its own uh, bubble. Bubble. Yeah, its own time, Apt. if you will. Um, yeah. So, uh, saying we watched the theatrical version from nineteen eighty five. How did that stand up looking back at it now, 2020, five years after, already after the uh, events of the After the, the time that they arrive in, in the future. Yeah. Um, but well, the first one, how, I mean, we we could do it with a one word answer because it's a classic, but does, does it hold up? I think it does. Um... I think it does. I mean, yeah. Classics kind of get thrown around too much. These yeah. Days. That's why I didn't want to just instantly say, yeah, it's a classic. And I mean, it is. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, I don't. There's I, a little bit more depth yeah. to it. Then. I never, I, I don't, I didn't watch it uh, last week or whenever we watched it um, and think any differently of it than I did when I watched it as a child back mm. in the uh, <clears throat> 90s. <clears throat> um, <laughs> so... Um, no, yeah, for me, it's not. Um, uh, the, the, like I said, I think the terms of like the special effects, um, the um, uh, and the sort of set pieces, they are they're of their time, but they work in that film. I think, um, yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, what do you think? I think it just it gets more and more impressive of how well it was made back then yes every time i watch it further yes. in time yes so m- more and more uh, that i watch it uh, the more i'm like this is really good for yeah. the cinema of the 80s which is great we are both very much in the understanding that the 80s is like the the best era agreed of the best film decade. and music and yeah. fashion. So, so yeah, it just, it's got some, the 80s does have some misses. So yeah. uh, it does make it 
every time I watch like maybe a bad film from the 80s as well mm. I'm very much like well Back to the Future and you know Gremlins and things like that very very 80s movies Ghostbusters yeah. they all get more and more impressive the more that I watch something yes. from the 80s I agree yeah. but the more I watch them as well yeah so it's a, it's a combination of seeing things where I'm just oh that's a bit dodgy yeah uh, and re-watching these films yeah I, I do get the sense I'm just like this this is it gets more impressive because you know when you first see it as a kid you are you're along for the ride but some especially at the age that I first watched it maybe at like six or seven um you know you're just you're just along for the ride you don't really get the 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 deeper stuff the the yeah. nuance you know the easter eggs you know yeah. of which there are many yeah um we could do a whole podcast itself just on small details that must have been a culmination of <clears throat> you know the 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 art department the directing the writing all just coming in perfect harmony yeah so yeah with every with every watch the first and the second they get better the third is is really good but n- not as impressive yeah for me it just it, it it's just this the same level i know that you know we so obviously in reality the first one was actually released in 1985 yeah and then the second and the third was 89 and 90 yes. released but obviously they were made back to back yeah but like the the continuity is great yeah and it's great that they feel like separate movies in the same story yeah which is very impressive yeah again something that leads to my thinking of just like how hard it was so i'm just thinking that's just more impressive um but yeah to to look at it especially one and two as 80s films be like that's this you know just each watch it just gets more and more impressive and just you just notice more every time i mean i can't put my finger on it but there's there was just generally a more clearer view of like what's going on and then i'll watch it again maybe in six months time and i'll have the same feeling of maybe even a bit more clarity yeah i i think um i think it's 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 surprisingly layered as well yeah I, every time i watch it there are new um lines that i pick up on um that i think are funny or or clever Mm. um there are there are um, moments that um i noticed that um i didn't perhaps notice the last time i watched it or when i first watched it as a kid um very subtle um foreshadowing Mm. and um mirroring things that i now as as a you know as an old man i really really appreciate um in in the the detail that go into film especially when um especially when they filmmakers put loads of detail um and layers in but they don't make it really obvious and so you as the audience you might miss a lot of them Mm. um i try to do that in my plays deliberately and then i asked people afterwards i was like did was there did you notice any um any things like that and and half of them say no i didn't notice it and other half say yeah i did notice that that was really clever um about the future is a great example of that 
Um, the amount of uh, callbacks that they have yeah. lead into a feeling over the stretch of the whole trilogy that it kind of writes itself. You know, the writing is so good. Yeah. That you're like, well, they've done so much and then changed it up and then they've done very similar or very, you know, obviously going into uh, part two, they're doing exactly the same shots. They have to. It's part yeah. of the story. Yeah. But with three, um, for me, uh, we pointed it out, well, I pointed it out to you whilst we were watching it or just after where they do the whole scene where he demonstrates time travel to Marty from the first one but in the old west with yes. like you know obviously they're using a train this time and it's like slightly different but yeah. you know the same it's a callback but it's also like yeah why wouldn't you have a scene like that they, they go into the they go to the wild west and they're using a train you know why wouldn't Doc Brown make a model train and it, then using the the ideas of the the third one like uh Doc Brown and uh, Clara, they are, you know, getting romantically involved. And it's reversed from, you know, uh, his mum and Marty in the first one. It's a scene that, because of how they've changed the dynamic of the film, the callback, like you said, it just writes itself. And it's so so effortless. But that's not the only example. Mm. Like things like that are happening throughout all yeah. of the films. Yeah, and it's kind of it's like um, it's like what we were saying in our last podcast about um, why I, I think the Lost World is is a is a really good example of of a of a good sequel, and and the, and then the Back to the Future films even more so yeah. than that because the I've, like I said in the last podcast, my, my opinion. The key to what makes a good sequel is you do the same film but completely different. It's the same story, but it's it's but it nothing's the same, and they sort of do that um, really well, and and in an in a really original way as well. Like you know, with like two um, first, so they go to the, they do have the same um, you know they have the chase, they have the scene in the cafeteria, and followed by a chase. Yep. It's exactly the same as the first film, but it's in the future. Mm. Um, and uh, and then and but then but then they go um, then they go back. You know, then they go to the alternate eight nineteen eighty five. Um, ev- that's all different. The second and then in the third act, they go back to the fifties, and the, so they're essentially going back into the first film. Yeah, but we're seeing it from well from marty's perspective but from a different perspective than the future Marty. yeah yeah it gets Not a little complicated way. into but it's just it's very clever and then three i i noticed um and you pointed out with with the railroad model scene three is basically a remake of one yeah but it's but again like a good remake it it's set in a completely different time period and as you said the roles are reversed. Doc becomes the protagonist, the main central character. Marty becomes his sidekick, and um, but it's basically the same plot. Marty yeah. goes back. He that he gets trapped. You know, there's, some, there's something wrong with the DeLorean. Yeah. In the first film, it's the um, it's they don't have the 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 the, the, the plutonium, mm. and whereas in the third film, they just, they just don't have any petrol. Yeah. Um, 
and then they and then it ends with a big com you know like a big uh set piece for the how they marty gets back there's basically a remake so they you know they were they were doing a, they were doing remakes back in the day before remakes they were doing, became a, they were doing a remake before their trilogy had ended yeah they're doing a remake before the the story had finished and i think that's terribly clever oh yeah and um, you won't get many the thing like uh so we were watching some uh making of stuff uh robert zemeckis he was just like well at what point will i ever get to go back into the movie i just made and then tell uh, the story over again and the backdrop for the story being the first m- movie that it's like the most unique opportunity a filmmaker could have your 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 film about time travel is so popular that they want to make more and then you're just like what i'll do is i'll go forward and then we'll go back into the other one we'll go back into the first one which yeah. you know and love and then we have to escape from the first movie it's just like it's uh, without affecting it yeah without without changing changing events yeah so yeah such a yeah such a unique opportunity as a filmmaker yeah it was just like i can't can't pass it out yeah um and then uh, with the third one you know they were just they wanted to make a wild west film and doc brown deserved to be like you said the 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 main protagonist Yeah. yeah um I think yeah, I think all three are um, very, very. I think they're very good and unique in their own ways. Okay. Uh, they're very in in their own ways, and um, I mean, I I, I know th- three gets a, a bit of stick. Um, people say that it's not as good as the first two. Um, I I don't think I disagree. I don't think it's not as good. I just think it's it's very different yeah. and unique. Okay. It's like its own film on it. it you know. I think you. It's weird. You could watch three on its own. Yeah. Um, because you get a little sort of uh, scene at the start that it, you know it's like a callback to yeah. the. Well, he's still in nineteen fifty-five. Yeah. So you could watch three, and it's just a time travel story about a, a guy who goes back to the west to save his friend yeah. and bring him back. Yeah. Um, whereas you couldn't, for example, sit down and watch two, no. <laughs> um, having not seen no. one. Um, you... I'd love to get someone who has not seen Back to the Future, so that would be the yeah. first hurdle, <laughs> yeah. and then not have seen two and three, yeah. and just be like, right, I need you to sit down and watch part two of this trilogy, and, and then tell me what you think. What you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm although like, also yeah. it's, it's really weird. It's like, um, how could I get someone that's never heard of Back to the Future? Yeah, never seen Back to the Future part first one part two and three i don't think there is is that yeah it's a cultural phenomenon yeah but that'll be a lovely uh be a lovely experiment yeah to, uh, to see someone's reaction of co- sheer confusion especially at the end where marty is on stage playing johnny be good and then he's like climbing on the rafters yeah. above <laughs> above himself and they're just I'd love to just ask them, just like, what do you think is going on right yeah. now? And they're yeah. just like, I have no idea. He's a ghost or like having yeah. an out-of-body experience <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. or something? Is <laughs> he a clone? Yeah. Does he have a twin? I mean, those are all very 21st century ideas, yeah. aren't they? But I must admit, I, when when I watched it as a child, I, I wasn't... I, at no point was I that confused. I think yeah. it's quite... Um, despite the, the complications... I think it's, it explains itself very well. 
um you know it's not it's not it, it guides you well without yeah. holding your hand all the way yeah yeah so yeah so even it explains it to you very well like yeah. especially when they use the you know when so part two when dot brown is using the the blackboard yeah. to explain a tangent in time yeah it's so so easy I totally yeah. understood that yeah. as like a 10 year old. Especially as probably, I think this might have been, you know, the first time travel movie I ever saw. Same. So, you know, it needs to be explained to me. Yeah. You know, it, it's not something you can breeze over. But it also. But it's all done within one scene. It wasn't done in a, in a patronising, no. condescending way. No. It was just done very simply and logically um, and was very easy to understand. And, uh, you know, and, and yet. And this is what I was saying about the layers. When I watch it now, as 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 a as an old man, um, there are there are things that I now understand that I didn't understand as a child, like some of the scientific um, jargon that Doc Again, comes I, out with. I was seven; I didn't know what Pluto exactly, was. but it didn't matter. No, you you know you knew that it was a, 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 a some sort of substance yeah. and you knew that it was some sort of fuel bad and you yeah. knew it powered the time machine yeah. and the libyans he stole it off the libyans yeah. you didn't need to know what it was no. um yeah so um yeah it, it that's that there's a lot of gu- there's a lot of guidance that's needed through this film it is needed yeah you know? but they all it's all done within a few lines or like half a scene yeah it's never really like we have to explain one thing we have to explain another thing then we have to explain a third thing which the one that gets me with that is Avengers Endgame so another time travel movie yeah where they obviously reference time travel yeah a lot and back to the future yeah they yeah. actually mention in the film yeah and they're like oh it doesn't work like that and I was also like well that's disappointing because you know all of my adult life I've assumed that's how time travel would work. Yeah, well, I know, you know it's a film. It's it's it's. A, I guess it's just about how you interpret it. Yeah. I mean, it's not a real no, science, is it? So, <laughs> no, um, you know, it's you know, it can be interpreted yeah. in many ways. So when they say it for Endgame, I am just assuming they're doing it so that they can have a different version of yeah, time travel. So they can justify in their, in their plot, their version. Yeah. and that's not to say that their their version does also work. I can understand the logic yeah. there. That if you go back in time, doesn't matter what you do, you won't change the future yeah. because it's already happened. It's already happened, or something like yeah, that. So. I do sort of get that. Yeah, I um, understand the the time travel in Endgame, but it's uh, the point I was just making is it's so simplistic in Back to the Future. Yeah. You don't need to be told twice. Yes, but in, in Avengers Endgame, we have to be constantly reminded. Whether that was just like a conscious decision that they were, they made. I mean, it's not beaten into you, but it's it's more like the you shouldn't have to, if it's good writing, you shouldn't really have to reference it more than t- once. Yeah, I was about to say twice, twice as max. Yeah, if you want to mention it in passing again, but I feel like in uh, Avengers Endgame, they yeah they kind of they say it a few, a too many too much, and you're just like right, I'm really being, um, I'm really being shown the way, like I'm being shoved down the garden path. Yeah. There's no, there's no. Here's 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 the there's no here's the rules. Now you figure it out. Yeah. No, there's no here's the rules, and we're just gonna keep going. Yeah. Like I said, they're just hand holding a bit too much. Yeah. In comparison to Back to the Future. I agree. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, there's another thing as well is I was thinking about um, with one is um, obviously uh, it's very it's very famous for um, for the I, I hesitate to use the word because I don't I don't think it it, it is um, but they the, the the incest element where Marty's mum falls in love with him. Yeah. Um, and we we were watching that making of documentary, and they were saying that loads of studios said oh said no to it because especially Disney because it had incest in it. But um, first of all, that is not incest. I looked it up, and incest is actual physical uh, love making between relatives. But um, but it's just. But I was thinking when I watched that as a kid, I didn't. It did like it's like I didn't look at it like that. It didn't register with me. Um, you know what I mean? It's the, uh, it was I just saw it as like an innocent misunderstanding. Yeah, I didn't think about all oh, that. Yeah, I wasn't. That's um, incest, you know. Yeah, I wasn't. You know, because they're kind of going for that very edge of the line. Want people to be recoiling? Yeah, but, um, but I, I didn't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just I just thought it was funny. I thought, yeah. oh, what a situation! His I mean, mum it fancies played, him. It is played for laughs. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. I don't. I don't think well, it wouldn't have got released if it if it was too much. Yeah, you know, if it, if people thought no, that's that is too much. Yeah, even for nineteen eighty five. Yeah, I think if if it was even close to the line. Yeah, Universal wouldn't have released it at all. They would have no, got to right. re- reshoot. But so it's yeah. I, I understand what you mean, where people like uh, maybe harp too much about that aspect of the film. Yeah, but I think they've they they've, shouldn't. I don't yeah, think, yeah, yeah. I just don't think that's not a, that's not a, a, a fault of the film. That's a fault of the audience. Yeah, exactly. As a child, that <laughs> went straight over my head. Yeah, me too. Obviously, I knew I knew that, that they were mother and son. I knew that it was it was it was wrong. Yeah, of course. but I just thought it was funny. Yeah. It, it didn't. Uh, didn't I wasn't. The I wasn't sitting there like, "What's this film?" Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I like that. It's it. Um, you know, it it, it is played for laughs, and it's yeah, just you know, exactly it's light-hearted. It is, and, and was, they they instantly are like, yeah. I think if people yeah. watched it now as adults yeah. for the first time, they would think, oh, they think, oh my god, that's so bad. And they yeah. would think about the implications of it and all yeah. that. But I think if you watch it as a child for the first time, you don't think that. No, and um, that's just something that kind of grows on you. Exactly. Something you just, like one of those later things that you kind of, yeah. you listen to it more yeah. than when you're uh, watching it yeah. as a kid. You understand a bit more. Yeah. You know, it, and it just kind of, the, the idea of that being, you know, totally wrong, it's just kind of, it just kind of grows and just kind of develops. Yeah. Whereas as a kid, you're just like, that, that's his mum, lol. Yeah, exactly. Lol. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The f- so, yeah, the first film is um, obviously it's 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 unique, it's original, it's fantastic, um, and uh, you know, I suppose, it, I suppose it is the best film um, of the trilogy in in terms of. Um, uh, just everything really yeah. the the you know the cultural significance um the the impact of it it's got great acting great great performances it's it's a great story yeah. um i love the backstory behind it that um i think it was bob gale the producer was saying about how he he found a, a yearbook of his of his dad and such a good story he thought would i have been friends with my dad when yeah. i was at school he was a class president 
Yeah. From his high school. He obviously wasn't. He yeah, was obviously a bit yeah. of a, like one of the geeks. He, and he, he, he was just like, I don't like the uh, class president of my high school. Yeah. Would, have, would I have liked my father? That's, exactly. That's, 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 it's such a, like a one sentence um, idea. Yeah. Which, you know, we all kind of hope for the Eureka yeah. moment. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's nice. I, I think that. It's wholesome as well. It's very wholesome. Yeah. I think that element of the film as well is is overlooked and, and yeah. overshadowed by the mum fancying yeah. him thing. But really the film, obviously from, from what the producer said, the core of the film is, is the Marty Martin and George, the father-son yeah. thing. And the fact that he go, he does become friends with him. He helps him. Um, overcome his uh, overcome his anxiety, anxiety and 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 his defeat his bully yeah. and um, and fall in love with w- the woman who Marty knows he's destined yeah. to be with yeah. um, and then when he comes back obviously they're all a better family for it and and George is is, um, is confident enough to yeah. follow his dreams um, and there's this and there's a, this nice moment where. Um, uh, Again, it's one of the things that I noticed the other day when we watched it that I've never noticed before. One of these very subtle uh, sort of uh, mirroring things. And it's when, um, at the start of the film, uh, Marty says to, to Jennifer, um, he says, oh, what if, what, if, what if they tell me I'm no good? What, what, if they, what if they say, get out of here, kids, you've got no future? He says, he says I, I, just think, I just don't think I could take that kind of rejection. Um, and then he goes, oh, geez, I'm starting to sound like my old man. And it's as if he's saying that he, I got from that, and maybe he doesn't respect George. He doesn't. He thinks he's Not a bit of a wuss. And um, and and then obviously later on in the middle of the film, when he meets George, George actually says that. Yeah. Um, about says his the same. stories. Yeah. I don't think I can take that kind of rejection. But then, um, at the end of the film, uh, when when Marty gets back and they're all changed for the better, and George comes in and he's all confident and cool. Um, and his book arrives, yep. and he's written his 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 book, and he he gives hands it to Marty, and he says, um, "It's like I've always said, you could put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything." Um, and I th- and it's actually, I think it's actually Marty says that to him. Yeah, um, it's like a, it's like a double pass. It's like a double callback, but in like I know it sounds really weird, but like in if you take one phrase, yeah in a loop like a horseshoe yeah and then another the other phrase yeah in a loop like a horseshoe and they just kind of like meet in the middle that's like it in the in the middle when they meet in 1955 yeah they both tell each other the the same thing yes crossed over yeah and then when they come out the other side they're they're both their minds are changed yeah and and that for me was the, the moment where it's not just a callback it's like a swap it's 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 a swap and it's an arc yeah. because it's like George is is he's finally you know he's he's changed and he's saying um, ironically the the very thing that that his son said to him yeah. back in 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 the past <laughs> so um, so yeah it's a very sweet film uh, in that in that respect um, it's a tight package as well yeah it's very um, it's very for a complicated time travel movie yeah it's very simply structured yeah and then when you get to the end i know there are two other films yeah but that could have been it well that, that was that was supposed it, yeah. to be it wasn't it they only did that um that the whole you've got to come your kids marty yeah. but they, uh, apparently they just did that as like a, a, a 
as a sort of a joke a joke Literally. like the end of three with the train yeah. they just did it as a sort of like oh you know it's let's, it's playful it's playful like, yeah. ending they didn't expect it no. to actually lead somewhere and um, also um, it was for the it was for the uh, the home release on the on the VHS or uh, whatever maybe Betamax yeah that they changed it from so the original theatrical version so the ones that played in cinema yeah it had the end. Oh, I see. And then they changed it. And they changed it to to be continued. I did not know that. I that's interesting. And I was, and that's an interesting it, fact. I, I think it was. I was. Uh, I was either watching another interview with Zemeckis or Gail. Um, who they said. You know, they they. I think they either watched it for the first time after that. You know, on like home release, and they were like, "What the fuck." <laughs> they were just like what they didn't know that no, they, they didn't the studio know. changed yeah. it yeah um, I don't even think that it was to entice people into thinking that there would be a sequel I think they only did it to leave the door open to, to just be like well that's the end of this story yeah it's more just like a like potential a, yeah. future adventures it's not even that it's just to to for their mind to be like, oh, what would uh, Doc and Marty get up to next? Yeah, you know, yeah, not not even thinking about really because obviously there was four years in between uh, one and uh, two. Yeah, so you know it came out maybe the end of that year, home release. So they, you know, they they were uh, like, I, I think that it got yeah. to the, it got into their brain. They were like, right, okay, so you've put two B continued. But I'm going to do. Some other projects. Well, ironically, it, it, it was good that they they had that ending. They sort of, without realizing it, they set themselves yeah. up perfectly mm. for a sequel. Um, I mean, it could have just ended with um, when when Doc and Marty say goodbye, um, and you know, Doc Doc drives off. We mm. see him go, and then Marty. He could have, you know, when he lifts, he lifts up the garage door, yeah. and then Jennifer says, "How about a ride, Mister?" Yeah. They could have just got in the truck and drove off, and then yeah. it fades to black, and that's the end. Yeah. They're on their way to the lake, and that's the end. And that that wouldn't, I mean, you still could have made a sequel, but that would that didn't wouldn't have necessarily left it very open. The way they did end it was very open ended. Yeah. So I'm not surprised the film, the studios did that. Actually, yeah. um, do you think? But um, before we move on, do you think? Do you think one is is just as much George's story as it is Marty's? Yeah, because it's kind of like it's kind he's of, the it's, one who it's he's his the one coming of age drama, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, he's got the he's got the biggest arc. Yeah, that's right. You know, he changes as a person. It the goes most. it goes George Marty and then his mother. Yeah, because I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I know this sounds really bad, but the the changes to his mum. Are more like she's a bit happier because she they have a bit of a better life. Yeah. I don't, you know, that's not. She didn't really have to overcome anything. Yes, that we true. see anyway. Yeah, but like in terms of arcs, there's only really four people. Yeah, maybe Biff if you count him regressing. <laughs> he did yeah, does have an arc, I guess. But I, th- I think, but I, th- I, th- I mean, I, I do, I think one is very much George's film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Marty is just well, Marty is there accidentally. Yeah, he's there. He, he's there circumstantially. So it goes George part two for Marty, part three for Doc. Exactly. So. Um, uh, exactly. That's what I think. Um, and then um, 
and it's and so I so yeah so I think for all the reasons we've said I think one obviously is the best um however uh my favorite of the three is two <laughs> um which you'll get no conflict here mate I know you agree with yeah um <laughs> no we can't we need to stop agreeing with each other uh because I know and I know this is controversial um because I, I mean, two gets a lot of stick as well, but not as much as three. Um, but yeah, two for me is just great. It's not necessarily the best film. It's probably it's not as probably not as well structured as one story wise. Um, but it, I just think it's great. I mean, it's just straight into the. The great thing about it as well is obviously there's we don't need character development because we we know the characters yeah we don't and uh, we're That's straight in positive for it exactly straight into the action we've got three different um uh realities or time whatever yep. you've got you've got you've got you've got three acts act one you've got the future well the then future 2015 <laughs> um You've then second act is is alternate nineteen eighty five, which is like a an alternate reality. Yeah. Um, and then the third act is back in the fifties in the original film. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for me, it's the funnest film of the three. I think so too. Um, and um, it's just a, it's, uh, there's no really other way that I could describe it other than it's a swashbuckler without the high seas. Yes. So that's a great way to describe it. It's you know it's it's constant rolling, mm. and uh, it just encapsulates you know how good the first one was, but then it just it just kind of amps it up. Yeah, you know it turns it up to eleven from there, and yeah. uh, it doesn't really stop until right at the end until the credits start, and it's yeah. just you know. It's one of those films where you're just... It does feel like you're just on a ride. It does, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, you know, kind of starting from the beginning, it's it starts off strong because, you know, you start off immediately when number one left off, yeah. which, you know, with, I have to look. With one kind of noticeable difference. <laughs> yeah, well, here's the thing. Um, when I was a kid, I didn't notice. Yeah, did you not? No, when I was seven, I didn't know. I I knew it was a different actress. Oh, okay. But it didn't bother me. But oh. I, 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 I was like, I could definitely tell. That, could you? Yeah. I couldn't. Could you not really? No, no I was I, so young. I, 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 knew, I was like, I knew. What, like 12, 13. Yeah. Or I th- it th- well, it, I th- f- they do look very similar. I think for me it was the hair. Because yeah. the first Jennifer had like brown hair. Yeah. And Elizabeth Shue basically was like, had like auburn. Yeah kind of hair so that was the thing for me I, I was like that's definitely a different Jennifer right, okay. but it doesn't it's not a detriment to the film no. Elizabeth Shue is great a, is a great actor yeah. she, she she might maybe looked a bit too old to be yeah. a 17 year old but then it's, again do you know what it is? so did Michael J Fox oh, I think man, yeah. by the time they made two yeah. he's noticeably older I think in one he actually looks like a teenage boy whereas in two and three he looks like a man I mean there's nearly you know five years difference in yeah. shooting yeah so. exactly but he 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 aged i think quite dramatically in that time but um it's not it's not distracting it's not it, no. you know but even it so even so the bit that gets me is when he plays his son 
I'm like, he even he looks younger in that in when he plays his son. He does, Marty yeah. Marty Junior. Yeah. So I'm just like, well, can they use a bit of makeup to? Because they they must have used some sort of technique to make him look that age. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but when I looked uh, at Marty Junior yeah. in those scenes. I'm, be- I'm believing he's about 17, 18. Well, do you know what? I, ding it, Liam. I Maybe think I think that's th- I actually think that's down to his acting. Yeah. Because I think he's a really good actor. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know that could just you know the way he plays Marty McFly Jr. and he plays his own daughter. Um, <laughs> uh, Martina. Well, well, I don't not sure what her name is. I didn't know that was him for a while. Like you said, you didn't know that they'd replaced Jennifer. Yeah. I didn't realize that that was him um, till I was an adult. But the continuity is like so. Oh, it's, it's so good. It's brilliant. It's I mean, very it's a, effective. Yeah. It's a film that it's the premise is in the the middle to the to the end. Yeah, is about continuity. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like if you can't get the continuity wrong. If yeah. you do, the whole film's finished. Yeah. Because if you get one thing really wrong, uh, when they go back to 1955, yeah, then people would notice if they if they had something that was really noticeable, yeah, um, uh, different about the 1955 that they go into, even though their characters already existed there, yeah, then you'd be like, well, I'm taken out of the film, so exactly. I, I can't really believe what's going on afterwards. Do you think modern um, filmmakers uh, aren't as um, effective at continuity nowadays? Because I spot it all the time and it really irritates me. And I think to myself, why? how can you not have seen that? And why don't you do something about it? Especially with the use of CGI and things like that yeah. these days. It's, it's impossible to, for you to be having an excuse for small errors. Yeah. Bigger errors. I mean, uh, that's, sometimes that's just how it is on the shoot, yeah. and there's nothing you can do about yeah. it. But small things. Yeah, I'm a little bit like uh, I know CGI costs money. You have to have someone to do it. So yeah, uh, I can understand if they're like, well, like a hair is hairline's different a little bit. I'd, yeah. I'd be like, oh, okay. yeah, I can forgive things like that. I just mean like, yeah. like, they're they're quite big things that that aren't addressed yeah. perhaps nowadays. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. Um, but yeah, so so too. Um, Although going back to Endgame, yeah, that is a good another film that you guys obviously said about how its time travel is different and it's not as smooth a process that they explain it to the audience. The other thing that, on the flip side of that, the fact that they go into the other films, yeah. Is a good aspect of it. Yes, I agree. It was like one of my uh, favorite bits. Yeah. I was like, that's quite impressive. But it's, They're the, doing very much doing a Back to the Future Part 2. It's very I clever so, the way they do that as well. Yeah. yeah. So I might have just, you know, had a go a little bit about the hand holding, but the, something that they did well was when they go and do a Back to the Future Part 2. I was like, I really like this. Yeah. Because it didn't did exactly the same thing as two where you see things happening just from a different perspective but then you see something that might have that happened after or some you didn't get to see that angle and you know it, it makes it, it enhances the story mm. so i might have had a go at an end game about the time travel but on this we're talking about continuity i mm. think it nails it yeah absolutely um 
Yeah, um, I mean, so uh, yeah, two. I mean, two. It, it's it's not p- perfect. It definitely has its flaws. Um, like uh, Crispin Glover's replacement. Yeah, obviously that was famously controversial, but I don't think at that time they didn't have. Um, uh, I don't think they had like a policy for for copywriting actors. Um, didn't he sue them? looks well i think that's what created yeah, that it. might have been the precedent yeah. yeah um so you i think you could do that yeah. back then um you, you a likeness that's the word i was looking for yeah. i don't think they had a policy for likeness rights back then so you could replace an actor and make them look like another actor and mimic them one of the best shots uh, which is something that i picked up just this last time round that is you, you it's very clever the way that they when they go back to 1955 because marty's in the get-up and got binoculars all they did was they didn't have um george mcfly uh, you know obviously didn't have crispin glover didn't even use uh except for the shot where he's in the very background when he's talking to his mum you know when he's going down the stairs to leave yes to make sure that you still know that george is still there they just had him look through some binoculars. They just put a binoculars filter on the shot from the first film. Yeah. And I was just like, brilliant. Yeah. That's, that's all you need. Yeah. It's so subtle and yeah. it's, it, you, you can and can't tell that it's the same shot. Yeah. You know. It, and there are there are other bits with that feature him where but they're from long distance yeah. and they just use a body yeah, double. Yeah. But, that, but that really because clever. you do, you do, I know why they put it in because you do need to kind of see George. Yeah, and establish that he is still there, still doing what Marty, uh, let's call him Marty One from Back to the Future One, okay, is yep. still planning for him. So he's turned yeah. up at the dance, like nothing's interfered with yep. uh, him being there. Um, shot of him looking from a distance in binoculars, and then use exactly the same yep. shot with a filter over the top. Yeah, it's it's it is it is very that's problem clever. solving. It I is think brilliant. Fi- yeah. Films are. You know, they're just uh, long problem solving. Yeah. I love things like that. I think I remember pointing out to you when we watched it. There was there's a um, uh, there's a shot where we see the punch. Yeah. We see George hit Biff, but we we see it from Marty Two's perspective, mm. and he's watching it from a distance. Yeah. And all we see is a um, it, we see the I think we see the the other side of the car. So we see the hit, and then we see. Biff just slumped down um, and obviously they did that um, the way they filmed it they had to they that was in it's in the background it's happening it's when, in the background it's when um, is he looking out of Strickland's office at the time he's he's in Strickland's office right right yeah, such yeah. a good uh, well shot yeah um, and it's just happening outside yeah. out so you, the they're doing that they're doing that um, you know that technique of having the foreground and background in focus yeah which has been talked about a lot on the documentary that, well, yeah that's right so Steven Spielberg brought that up didn't he we're yeah. watching a documentary series just called the movies on sky documentaries yeah which is great uh you need to watch it if you're listening it is great yeah we're and up to the 70s i think no 80s oh, 80s we're, part one. Oh, we're about to start yeah, the 80s so i think yeah. we're halfway through yeah so it's it's great he's talking to doc on the walkie-talkie and then what he's describing where he's just like, i don't know where they could yeah. be at this point like, and we just see it playing yeah, out i think this is where 
This is where uh, he Marty one gets chucked out of the car by yes, Biff. Yes, yes. And then Biff gets in the car with yeah. um, uh, with uh, yeah. his mum. And then George comes over, and they, yeah. that's when he like looks out the window, and he realizes that's where they are. They're all yeah. they're, they're, it's happening right now. Yeah. So that's when he he runs out, and then like you said, from a second point of view, where he he comes out into the crowd, um, Marty too. Yeah. And he sees it from a, duff, a different angle. But it's yeah, so that's, impressive. That's, the, that's one of the best bits. The fact that it's the fact they had to reenact that whole sequence yeah. from a different point of view. Yeah. And in the background, and they had they had to do it. Well, they had to get that shot from that exactly. view as well. It's yeah, all, obviously, again, George is a, a double, but um, Tom Wilson, yeah, and Leah Thompson, they really, still have to do. They're the same. doing it all over again. Yeah, and they've got to do it. Is they've got to have the same, um, the exact same Moves. blocking, the exact yeah. same, um, the way they deliver their lines has got to be the same. The same. It, it's very impressive. It's like I tell you, maybe I'll, I'll, imagine having to do that five years later. I know yeah, it's such a big part of your life. Yeah, you only did it. You only did it like for a couple of days. Yeah, you know, you, that scene probably only took a few days to shoot. Like, it's very impressive. Uh, I, you know, it, uh, again, it's because in a way, it's kind of like um, it's sort of like a play. They they're having to yeah. they're having to redo a play that they they did five years ago, um, and they've got to do exactly the same same costume the same set the same props same lines but they've got even the even bigger challenge of having to do it different angle. at a different angle from a different point of view um so things like that i noticed are things like that and i think are really impressive and i think two is in the 50s segment in act three they're um that is that is so clever it's brilliant i mean yes i think it's some of my favorite of all time from a film yeah I mean, yes, the, so it, 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 yeah, it is a bit noticeable when, um, obviously, because again, the special effects of the time, it's a bit noticeable when Marty Two is, yeah. is 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 he's obviously like copy and pasted onto <laughs> the screen of yeah, Back to Future One, screened, yeah. But it that doesn't matter. No, um, and in a lot of shots, it's okay. Yeah, because it's um, only the shots where he, he he himself is in the background, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, one shot which. Um, is actually really noticeable for that, but I don't want to shit on it because you know, again, it's still 1989. No, it's, we've, effects... got to, we've got to criticize yeah, some of it, so <laughs> <laughs> you can't just say the whole it's a great, the it's, whole trilogy is great. The it's end, been such a love fest, directed by but... Robert Zemeckis. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Back to the Future is great. Yeah, Robert's directed by yeah. Robert Zemeckis. The, yeah, the end, podcast the end. over. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, go on. Yeah, no, yeah. what you what, what were you going to say? So, the shot where um, Doc Brown meets himself. Yes, right. That's another example. Yeah. I do like this. The, I like the scene, although a part of me says, "Wouldn't you recognise yourself?" Yeah. But I've also seen um, uh, studies that say if you were to pass yourself in the street, you wouldn't really notice because you don't see you from your eyes' perspective. You see you from a mirror or a picture. Yeah. But uh, that's not. That's that's just a little caveat. But this, what I'm talking about, is the the special effects, and you can tell how they've um, how they've blocked it, how yeah. they've uh, done the, the 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 cut or done the yeah the scene where the lamppost is the is, they, is they the blocking a, a cuts they cut have scene. they they yeah. put two the they yeah, put one on yeah. top of the other, um, 
and you can tell so obviously he grabs a wrench from a toolbox that's just like on the side yeah um, maybe on the bench or something or he's got it on like a ladder and uh, he he takes the wrench he goes over to the he, he, he goes backwards because obviously he doesn't want to reveal his face you know fully because yeah. otherwise he probably would recognize himself yeah uh, and he like he like goes to put the to give him the wrench behind the the lamppost and it, you can just tell it's someone else's arm yeah. it doesn't look <laughs> yeah. it doesn't look like it comes it does it comes at like a weird angle and it's yeah. just like arms don't work like that yeah um again but they've got around having you know the same person in a shot but they still interact this is what part two did obviously we watched a bit more about so I watched a little bit of the uh, the making of part two. So everything in the McFly household in two is glued and nailed down. Everything that isn't interacted with uh, another person having to pick it up. So say like the pizza tray with the pizza on it when he hydrates a pizza. Um, that that you can pick that up. Yeah. That that's gonna have to be carefully mapped in. Yeah. Um, like masked off or not sure the technique in 89 but so everything else is nailed down so that they just don't move the camera so when they can do the split screen you have the two jennifers and all that yeah and they they also i think this is when they they created a new technology um i don't know if it had been used before but they created their own camera that was motorized by a computer so they would carefully if it was they were doing a tracking shot um that it would always be exactly the same every time. Mm. So they could just you could just splice that on top. Yeah. So you know, it's it's where the technology of the the mix of like computer effects and camera effects were really at a, like a joint, yeah, at a, at a, yeah, at a, an impasse where you know after this you saw a lot more CGI starting in yeah. the nineties. Yeah. This was at the time where they were like we're starting to ramp up a bit. They were still using very much practical effects. Yes, which is uh, which makes two very impressive to me. I agree. Um, I think practical effects are generally more impressive yeah. um, than special effects or CGI. I I do. I for me the most imp- I mean I'm going a little off topic here, but the most impressive stunt I've ever seen performed on screen for me is um, in Raiders of the Lost Ark, where the stuntman. Um, he's he he's obviously he's portraying Indy and he he like climbs out of the front of a of a moving vehicle that's going at like 40 50 miles an hour yeah. and then he climbs underneath it and he has to let go grab another bit yeah i know what you mean let go again yeah. grab another bit and then he gets grab the, the whip, whip out yeah. and then he le- and then he holds onto the whip and gets dragged behind yeah and then he cli- he like pulls himself along the whip and grabs the the tail I mean, that was all real. That was ju- that was a stunt man. They would never do that. <laughs> try try and ensure that you're right. What are you doing for the stunt? Uh, so the the truck's going to be going yeah. at least fifty miles an yeah. hour. Yeah. Right. Where are you going to be? Underneath it. Underneath it. And he's not just <laughs> he's letting go. No harness. He's letting go and letting himself um, fall. Travel. Literally, yeah. Grab a, to grab another bit of the under underneath of the truck. So, um, so that I find that very impressive. So that um, 
nowadays they would just do that with so just do CGI. Uh, you just be in a you'd be in a, a room with a green screen. Yeah. Or, and a track. Yeah, exactly. So um so so yeah, I so anyway, the point is I I the practical effects always impress me more yeah. than special effects and um uh, I know I think two blends as you said the both of them very well. Um yeah, the the act 3 is is great. Um I I love the way they uh um uh, I love the way they also um, have new scenes yeah. that they've written for this film. Yeah, um, that, still in nineteen. Yeah, that, that, so it's like we're seeing slightly more of that world. Yeah, love that. Um, like we see Biff at home. We see Biff confronting Lorraine outside the dress shop. Yeah, um, and Terry. T- t- Terry, obviously the, the the key, who's like the, the holds the whole the, glue, the glue of the film. Um, uh, Terry is the guy who tells Martin McFly that the Cubbies have won, that the Cubs have won uh, the uh, World Series in the future. In the future, in uh, 2015, and we had to do a bit of googling as to you know who he was because it's it's an actor in prosthetics but you don't see him again yeah he's or in, do you he's in heavy aging makeup yeah and you think why <laughs> why didn't they just get an older yeah actor? why didn't they just get an old man yeah because it's the guy who uh fixes biff's car yeah and tells him he owes him 300 bucks but that's never never explained, explained. um which is we didn't you say there's a deleted scene in yeah. the future where he yeah. he he talks to Biff, old yeah. biff him and old biff uh, and that explains uh, it they they they're river- <sighs> I think no. They're talking about the obviously he's saying about save the clock tower, isn't he? he that's what he says initially. Yeah. He's like uh, penny for the clock tower. They're still trying to save it, I guess. Yeah. In 2015. We'll gloss over that. But he's just like, um, I remember that day that uh, the clock tower got struck. This guy here, his car came to me with like uh, tons of manure in it, and he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever, butthead. And it's just like nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I appreciate that about um, uh, Act Three. Um, I also what I also like about Two is that each act is like its own, like it's mini like movie, a mini yeah. movie. Yeah, I like it. it has it has a beginning, middle, and an end. Yet they all connect. Um, so I guess we'll if we we I guess we could do it in reverse. So we, let, let's talk about Act Two now, which is the alternate reality, nineteen eighty five. Yeah. Um, which again, I think is very clever. I mean, I've, it's not the bit that stands out for me. No, it's the weakest of the yeah, three acts. So, but it's still good. It's still, it's so, still, it's it's interesting to yeah. see um, what to see how the uh, modern day, i.e., nineteen eighty-five, which is the present in in the, those films, how that is uh, can be so affected mm-hmm. by a single act. Um, so, uh, yeah, and obviously Biff is. And the other thing as well is, I think, I think we we said this as well. Is the the um, the depressing irony <laughs> is that alternate nineteen eighty five, um, where it's like really grim and there's looting and and there's you know burnt out cars on the street and and Biff is basically and basically like neo Nazi biker yeah, um, and and we said. That is actually a more accurate representation of 2015 than, than 2015 in Act One, um, and you know, and you've even got Biff, who even when the time they made that film was based loosely on Donald Trump, without even realizing that that he would actually become like the most powerful man in the world. Um, 
so depressingly, <laughs> listeners, um, yeah, the the horrible alternate, alternate 1995. That is that is yeah. now basically that yeah. is the reality of now. Um, but yeah, you're Not right. The optimistic, colourful. Um, uh, but again, Arteco. there are many things in that. Um, there are many things in that that are, that are very layered and that set up. Um, not only the events of Act 3, but also the events of the third movie. Mm. For another callback that I very clever is um, uh, when Marty confronts Biff and Biff's sitting in his hot tub with his two gorgeous ladies, they're watching um, A Fistful of Dollars, which obviously we, not realising at the time, that is what gives Marty the idea in 3 to use the, the the oven door as a bulletproof vest because because Biff was watching it on telly, um, and Marty obviously remembered that. So that's another genius bit of foreshadowing and mirroring there. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, other than that, two. Um, sorry, Act Two of Part Two. Part Two. Um, the alternate reality bit. Um, yes, yeah, but it's a bit dark, isn't it? But. Um, but good, it explores some interesting themes. Mm. Um, and also, another thing I like about two is, you know how we were saying that, that one is sort of George's film, yeah. and two is Marty's film, and then three is Doc's film? So the thing I like about two as well is that they introduce uh, flaws in Marty's character. And that's why I think that's his film, because in, in, in two... That's where um, the, the, we the whole um, thing about him not being able to control his um, anger. anger. We had none of that in one. No. Um, the whole like, what's the matter, McFly? You chicken? Yeah. And all that that starts in two, and that's introduced, and that's a f- character flaw. Yeah. Um, and we know that that gets him in trouble. There's his this accident yeah. that is mentioned, and he gets fired because he can't say no. Um, and there's that, and then obviously there's the the uh the sports almanac um <laughs> which is basically the the central plot of the film Literally, yeah. um and it's such a small thing as well he you know all right his intentions might be morally somewhat ambiguous, ambiguous but he he doesn't he his his intention is just to put on a few bets win a bit of money he it's not like with life. it's not like with biff where it's obviously it's a power grab, grab and, yeah. and that um but yeah, that because of that, because of his error in judgment, it causes a, a, the whole, the whole of that that horrible alternate reality nineteen ninety five, which is actually twenty twenty, um, in in the real in real life. Um, I'm sure they got the dates right. Yeah, um, that uh, that's all his fault. Yeah, um, not maliciously, but unintentionally, is is all his fault. So I really like that. Um, so yeah, and then last but not least, we have Act One, mm-hmm. which is probably what Back to the Future Two is most remembered for. Yeah, um, I love the star. Like, it's, I love it too because it will always be um, as much as Back to the Future One is a capture of what 1985 was like. Yeah, Part One of Back to the Future Part Two, or Act One, sorry, yeah, is a capture of what. Every, like what ridiculousness the eighties thought hoped for, yeah, in thirty in the future, yeah, and I guess in a, in a poignant sort of way, we were trying to debate whether they were serious or whether they were just like let's go for the goof. Whether they're being I th- ironic, I think they were doing a bit of both. 
I agree. Like with the whole like you know with the Jaws nineteen in three yeah. D. I mean, obviously, that's obviously so that was a joke. Yeah. Um, Hoverboards. I don't know. Maybe they thought they would. But maybe they thought um, uh, other things that maybe they thought like retro cafes with eighties mm. um, themed. Uh, I mean, you probably could get yeah um, those kind of Not things. Not exactly like that. But... Um, fingerprint scanning. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, voice recognition. Things like that, um, they, they probably that thought, right. yeah, we probably will have that in the future, and we do sort of, um, uh, you know, um, not in your house, just on your phone, yeah, um, but yeah, I'm flying cars, obviously, um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, yeah, maybe, I don't know, maybe they were influenced by like old cartoons from the 60s, like the Jetsons, yeah, I think so, um, and they thought, uh, maybe, so maybe they, they didn't think. With the, we will have flying cars in 2015. Maybe they just thought, if we're going to show the future, let's show a future that audiences will expect of us, which yeah. does involve flying cars and hoverboards. And, Something uh, that's already been uh, kind of... That's a staple of the future Yeah. Uh, in, you know, kind of uh, pop culture. Yeah. So they were like, well, how we can't go exactly. that far to the future... Yeah, if you know we don't inf- don't have flying cars. I like it though. I mean, I know that obviously there's a big joke about how it's it's 2015. We've now gone past that, yeah, and it's not like that. But yeah. I like it. It's 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 kind of cute and it's 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 hopeful and, and sweet that that's what they <laughs> More were thinking than what happened. that um that 2015 would be like. And in a way, I think that makes it kind of unique in its own way. That it's like it's it's yeah in in the in in that in the world of Back to the Future in in that universe, that's what the f- 2015 is like. I can accept that. At the end of the day, these are f- it's a it's a trilogy about time travel, so it's not exactly s- steeped in realism. No. Um, but yeah, um, so it's there's a kind of, yeah there's a sort of sad irony to uh, um, to Back to the Future two, I think. Um, but um, but yeah, but yeah, yeah. Act one is just fun. I love it. Yeah. It's it's just great. It starts off as it does mean to go on as like a like a romp where it's just like a full on roller coaster. So it starts it starts you off with like the the bombasticness of the story, you know, because yeah. they're obviously aware that it's uh, t- as a time travel film. It's it's got to go into like weirdness territory if you're going back to the. If you're going to the future, yeah, um, and then after that, it just it doesn't really let up. It's yeah. just like you said, it's a, it's just a ride after that. But yeah. it starts you off on a high note. It doesn't because I feel like Back to the Future is obviously a build. Like I know at the beginning, you obviously uh, yeah, you, you do spend a little bit of time in 1985 because obviously you have to do, establish the characters, but they're not they're not um, they don't have to do that like we said in this film. Yeah, so they're just like, oh, we can start the action straight away. Yeah, and then it's just hitting the notes from there. Yeah, so you're right. It 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 it, it builds up to the climax. Yeah, um, like three does, mm. which is a remake of one. Yeah. Um, whereas two is just there's no build up. It's just up. We're in, we're already in the future. Like before you can place, yeah. before you can uh, take your first breath, it's like yeah. we're already in 2015. It's yeah. like, wow. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, I think um, yeah, I think so. O- overall, I think t- 
two is I th- is my personal favourite because it's Same. so unique and it has multiple um, places and it's exciting and fun. Um, yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. And also, I love the end of two as well. Yeah. Um, because unlike that unnecessarily aggressive postal worker yeah 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 i've got a i've got a letter for you <laughs> i've got something for you but it's just so a letter it's so unlike the, the the first and the last film yeah which the ending, yeah. again end the same mm. with the with the time machine flying towards the screen and then it cuts to black yeah the second film i ends i think really i love it it's it it seems so dark and sad. You know, Doc gets struck by lightning. Marty thinks he's been evaporated. He yeah. thinks he's dead. Yeah. And then the guy turns up with a letter. and he, to tell him. And then he's like, oh, he's alive. He's in the Old West. And you're like, oh, here we go. It's going to be great. <laughs> here um, we go. <laughs> and then I love it. And then, he, you know, the um, uh, one of my favourite moments, the whole trilogy, is when, uh, um, it's when the, 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 the um, overly... Uh, intimidating postal worker yeah. guy says, "says Are you okay, kid? Uh, do you do you do you, do you need any help?" And then uh, Mark J. Fox just turns to him, and you just hear the the, the, the you hear the bars of Alan Silvestri's score. Yeah. Dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> and he goes, "There's only one man who can help me." And then he runs off, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it cuts straight back to Chris Lloyd yeah. hanging off the off the clock tower. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, it's just you're like, oh, so exciting, and then. And then as soon as he, as soon as Marty won, goes, goes into, uh, back to you see, which again, you don't see in, in the, uh, oh, you do, you do see that in the first film where Doc's sort of celebrating. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah he does. Yeah. He's sort of dancing around. Because he like looks up because he's obviously he's on the floor. Looking up pleased with himself. And, and then, and yeah, he runs down the end of the street and comes back. is that that looks like it's the exact same shot yeah. from the first film. But it's obviously a new shot because into the frame runs Michael J. Fox again. So where I think they do it here, I don't know if I can. I'll probably show it if I'm, you're watching the podcast. But I think he goes down the street. Yeah, that's Back to the Future one. Yeah. Oh, and then when he runs back cut, up, cuts to the electric line. Yeah. With the the hook on it. Oh. Cut back to. Um, uh, Back to the Future Part Two. That's so clever. And again, they must they've they've had to have recreated that whole scene literally. And so costume set. Has to be so again, the well. continuity yeah. is spot on. And then you see him running, yeah. Marcia Fox, and he and he says, oh, "I'm back. I'm back from the future." And then he just docks his great Scott, and he faints. He just faints, and that's yeah. the end of the film. Yeah. And it just it just sort of zooms, zooms out. out. Yeah. And Mark and Marcia's like, "Duck, duck, wake up, wake up." I just face the black and you're yeah. like oh my god like and, and then we get to I know this sounds really weird but th- this might be the worst thing about Back to the Future Part 2 yeah which we both will have spoken about already yeah is they put the trailer for the third one yeah with a ton of spoilers yeah an absolute like if that was these days they get murdered oh, on Twitter. I don't watch trailers these days because they you give it too much away. This one gives it all away. It's the whole film. It's literally just beats of the film. You even see clips of the, the end yeah. with the train. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, no. Why and did they, they actually, do that? I looked it up. They actually had that at the end of the film. 
in the in the, in the, the cinema in the theatre. Oh. God, could you imagine? I'd be fuming. Yeah, that th- I, I agree. That that for me um, is <laughs> that's, that's, that's the, the worst, worst part bit. of the trip. That's like the end of the Lost World with the T Rex in San Diego. Um, <laughs> that's not the worst bit of that saga, though. No, I know, but I'm just saying that's it's, it's like equatable. the Lost World's a great film up until that point, yeah, and oh, then yeah, it okay, just yeah. yeah. So we, uh, I know, at yeah. least it doesn't affect the actual film. They should just Fate of Black to be concluded, yeah, and then it ends. Yeah, we don't need a trailer. We you've already set it up beautifully with the yeah. letter. Hey, dog, he's in the old west. Yeah, the intrigue. The intrigue, yeah, and that is so. It's it's not even yeah. really a trailer. In the classic sense, it's just shots of the film. I think, and I just, I'd be watching it. I'd be like, I didn't want to see this. Because, I wanted to I think wait. It's because they made them back to back, so they had they already they'd already finished by the time two was released. Three would probably finished editing it. It was ready to go. Yeah, but still, I know, but uh, yeah. Well, it's like um, it's like Ian Malcolm said. Uh, they were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should, and they shouldn't have. Yeah, <laughs> I really, I, I really, uh, oh. yeah, yeah. It leads us neatly onto three. It, yeah, very excellent segue there. Um, um, it, a different film, but the same. Divided, there's a div- the the, there is a the fan base that sorry the fan base I think is divided on on three. Yeah. A lot of people don't like it at all. Uh, don't bother with it. And I don't bother with them. And I don't bother with them. <laughs> the end. Uh, directed no, by uh, <laughs> no um, the third cut to black. Directed by Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Um, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, th- well, yeah. Three is um, it's a very divisive film um in in terms of its um uh, uh how it was received or, yeah okay. um what are your thoughts on three then because i've i've spoken briefly about it i mean it's 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 really good yeah but you can't help but say it's the weakest of the three i but agree that's only because the other two are great yeah like yeah i still think it's a great film but still, it's not in the category of one and two for me. Yeah, it's very removed, mm. um, obviously, because it's set in the West. But, but, but like, that that's, shouldn't necessarily take away from it. Yeah. It should just... It's just still part of the same story. Yeah. You know? The, 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 the fact that they don't go to uh, alternate 85... Yeah. Or 2015 yeah. or t- uh, 1955 again yeah. shouldn't take away from it being a Back to the Future movie. No. And it being part of the same story. No. But also being its own film. Yeah. Well, I like that. I like after the sort of um, the roller coaster of two, I yeah. like that they, they slow it down yeah. again. The pace slows down. Yeah. Because I don't think going yeah. from, uh, like I said, a bit of a swashbuckling adventure yeah. from start to finish yeah i don't think you could then be like here we go again and then just like start exactly. up the exactly. start up the organ grind again yeah i like that and like i said i like it's basically a remake of one yeah but it's completely different in, in every way yeah. which is which is how you, which reaches our yeah. formula yes exactly and um, it's uh it's it's hit the the what, what should we what should we what should we call the we'll call it the, the two reels formula the t- two real sequel, sequel formula. formula. The nice. sequel formula, yeah, it does. It it ticks all the sequel formula boxes right. um, for me. And it's um, 
Yeah, yeah, it's 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 more of a traditional sequel to one than yeah. two is. Yeah. Um, if you think about it, um, so um, like I said, you could watch three on its own, mm. um, and it would it would still make sense as a film on its own. With it, it has a, it has a structure to the film. Um, I mean, if you think about it. You could not watch two at all. Two's all about the almanac, really. You could yeah. just watch one, mm. um, and then three, and then three because you because three starts with the flashback of the end of one. True. So you could just follow on straight from one to three. Although you'd miss out on a great story. Yeah, I mean, two's but great. But you could also be like, oh my god, like he's setting back to the it future. It doesn't actually and then affect it, anything. You could just you yeah. know uh, you could edit it where they have the the bit where. You know, Doc Brown comes back and he's just like, it's a bunch of kids' money. And then there you go. Yeah. Uh, it flies towards the camera. And then they, for some reason, I know they do that, the yeah. shot of like the clouds and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, you know, it just, uh, after that, fades cut. And then it's just but you Doc could, Brown. You could cut all of that out. You could true. just cut it from where Marty goes back to the, the 85. Yeah. Um, and then Marty 2 comes running around the corner. Yeah, that would be fun. Well, Carry it you on. You literally just have that cut. Yeah. You, do. you could. You yeah. could watch one and three mm. as one long as one cut. Move. Um, don't do that, though, because no. two's great. Because <laughs> um, two's the best. <laughs> anyway, but three, yeah. Um, I mean, I think three, um, I think three's underrated and it's, it's. I think it's unfairly, um, uh, you know, uh, compared to the, the first two and people say it's not as good um, I think it's really good I t- another thing about three as well this is something I noticed the other night um, it's a great western yeah take out the time travel yeah. it's a great western I, I, I quite like westerns yeah um, it is a, it's a great it's a great western it's a great um, cowboy film yeah um, on its own yeah um, but it also, it also works very and that they 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 combine that with the sci-fi element and the time travel really well. Really well yeah. Um like the fact that he's a blacksmith but he's still like a, a scientist inventor. Yeah, scientist. it's um yeah, it's it it's very it's very clever. Um I love love the and again we we talked about this. I love that they shift the focus to Doc because yeah. 3 is Doc's film. Mm. Um Marty becomes uh it's very clever actually because they still they still like mimic everything that happens in one but with like Marty going back in time and then he he's the one who has the confrontation with Biff oh. but it's still Doc's story. Yeah. It's very clever how Marty becomes the secondary character in that film yet he's still um important, important really important and um and it's almost like yeah that i mean they 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 do hint at the the role their roles reversing as well they give us these subtle little um uh nods if you will such as a good example is when um uh is when marty says uh great scott and then doc says yeah this is heavy oh yeah which is such like a, a good audible yeah cue. and that, that is like yes that's them saying this that the, the, they're reversed now doc's Perfect. doc's like the casual carefree one Who's more interested in in wooing Clara? Yeah. Clara and Marty's is actually the slightly irrational yeah. one, saying we've got to go back. Yeah. Um, he's the one having to convince Doc that yeah. they to, that, that not to mess with the time continuum and stuff. So I love Very that. Reverse, so it's Very only reverse. takes one little cue. 
character growth as well. Modern filmmakers, but, <laughs> right? Because by the end of the third film, Marty and Doc have completely changed. They've grown as as characters. Um, they've basically sort of become more like each other for the better. Yeah. Marty's become more level-headed. He's 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 lost his um, his temper issue. Um, and he becomes more logical and, and thinks more, mm. whereas Doc has become more um, open. romantic, mm. open, um, not as not, not, not as, as erotic and erratic. Yeah, yeah. he he's a, he, he's actually you know by the end of the three he's actually Chilled quite out. cool. Yeah, he's yeah. yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, and it's great to see Christopher Lloyd get that main get that yeah. main spotlight. Because he, he's he's a much more uh, um, he's a much more flawed and uh, sort of human doc in three one and two he's very much still the eccentric yeah. scientist well, it has to be because he's playing he's playing like a few different versions of himself yeah so yeah well all three really yeah so he has to be has to be a little bit like still the same character. Especially yeah. when going to uh, fifty-five, yeah, um, being slightly newer, uh, fresher, yeah, um, the transition yeah. between nineteen eighty-five and two thousand and well, the time traveler Doc, yeah, who's been to two thousand fifteen yeah. already. Doc, I think Doc and Marty are my favourite versions of those characters in three. Yeah, because they're like a finished the article, f- aren't they? They are the finished polished product. Yeah. yeah. Um, Everything from the first two films, and then uh, subsequently from the beginning yeah. of the, the third film. Yeah, and 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 uh, you know, um, and also I think. Well, I was going to say that I was going to we haven't really talked about Biff that much. That's true. I was going to say that uh, the um, Buford Mad Dog Tannen um, <laughs> is. It, I wouldn't say he's my favourite Biff. No. Uh, original Biff's my yeah, favourite yeah, Biff yeah. because he's actually quite funny. And then Griff. Griff is, is like... just a complete psycho. <laughs> He's um, a caricature. Overly uh, psychotic. Yeah, yeah. He is a spoof of Biff, yeah. who was already a bit ridiculous. Yeah. Whereas Buford is just... Um... But then I think Buford's probably the most, again, the most realistic, the most human Biff, because he is uh, just a, a, a nasty gunslinger. Oh, um Believable. Yeah. There true. were a lot of horrible men like that yeah. in the Old West. Yeah. But um, so he's he's a great uh, um, he's a great uh, I mean so I think my favourite Biff is is uh, Bully Biff from Number One, but Bully Biff. Um, Psycho Biff, but and Outlaw Biff, yeah, but Outlaw <laughs> Biff is is he's probably the best Biff because um, he's sort of the most um, villainous and the yeah. most um, the most oh, realistic. Yeah. I love that he's he, like an actual like uh, cartoon villain. He's yeah. like Yosemite Sam. He's a boy. He's a proper antagonist. Yeah, he's yeah. an actual proper villain. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I know Biff is the villain, but he's just a bully. Yeah. He's um, just a character in, in the first. Story, he's yeah. just. He's not. Whereas the the cowboy outlaw Biff, he's actually the baddie. Mm. He's very much the baddie. Yeah. Um, and that's established from the beginning. I also love that he has uh, like he has scenes with Doc. You know, I don't think he has any scenes with Doc in the other films. They barely yeah. interact at no, all. Not at all. Um, whereas in the third film, his main gripe initially is with Doc, yeah. and then you know, sort of um, uh, Clint Eastwood, as he calls himself, takes his place. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I just um, yeah, I just think it's great, and I think Mary Steinenberg, Mary Steinberg, Steinberg, I think she's good. She steps into the sort of Leah Thompson, um, female main female protagonist role quite yeah. well. Good love interest for Doc. I also love the uh, we got the poster there, but the progression of like of having the, three people. Yeah. So obviously it's got hit, uh, Marty for the first one, just him. Yeah. And then Doc and Marty in the but second in their one. future gear. Yeah. And, and then the third film, third it's film Clara, and they're all in their Western gear. It's, it all just comes together. Again, they so don't. Well. They don't do it. They don't make them like that anymore, do they? Oh. Yeah, she's great. Um, what is the worst thing about Part Three? Oh, oh, um, yeah. I mean, it is. It is again. It is flawed. It's not. It's like two. It's not yeah. a perfect film. Um, uh, what do you? What do you know? What do you think? What For you... me, it's. I feel like it's the. The part where he gets found by his own great 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 grandparents. I don't know if that's the right, right. level. Right. I, you, you could have done without it. I know it, they used Marty McFly, used Michael J. Fox to play future versions of himself and yes. his children. But I feel like having Leah Thompson as his great 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 yeah. grandmother and him play a very bad Irish accent, Ginger, great 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 <laughs> great, great, great grandfather. Yeah. I was like, you didn't need it. Yeah, I, 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 you're right. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think they've they've obviously just done that because they have they've to done have it in, two as well. in all three films. They have to have him waking up and saying, "Mum, Mum, is that you?" The callback. The callback. Um, uh, so, yeah. Um, if they didn't have it at all, I mean, it, it it just doesn't change really the story. I know. Obviously, you had Seamus McFly, who he obviously tries to anchor him. Uh, I was just thinking that I th- into into getting over his anger. Yeah, because Seamus gives him a speech yeah. about his brother Martin, yeah. who got who got killed because he couldn't control his temper, yeah. and that is supposed to be the 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 thing that. But I agree, you're right. We d- that we we didn't need that. Marty could have just um, got to that, uh, uh, got over his his anger. Do you issue know how you could naturally. have had that? You could have had. Him a scene where he sees a tombstone with Martin McFly or she- yeah. even Seamus McFly yeah. uh, killed in like an angry brawl. Yeah. Um, you know, something like that. Yeah. To, or to s- symbolize someone temple. else from the town could have just told him that story. You know, when uh, Mad Dog he thinks uh, he's Seamus McFly, yeah. you could have had someone else recognize him say, yeah. saying that he's martin oh you're, or you're the brother of martin mcfly the guy who got killed yeah and he's like because he couldn't what? control his and temper. then he did you know a bit of yeah. exposition yes yeah so there was other ways around it but i see why they've done it yeah but i'm also a little bit like oh, when i see it i'm like oh, it's just, it just it just irks me a little bit and i'm just like that might be the worst bit for me yeah which isn't which isn't it's a just, bad it's thing it's such a small detail it's such a small <laughs> detail um <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. I think yeah. I think three um, is very 
underrated. Um, I'll tell you what I don't like about 3, actually. Um, you're going to hate me for this, but um, <laughs> I actually don't like uh, the end. Yeah? When Doc ap- appears in the train. Um, I don't like that. Uh, really? Yeah. God, we, we have got to start disagreeing <laughs> on things. Um, I just, I'm literally just like, it's got too much, it's got too much like, we're fine. You know, yeah. like, you don't need to see it. It's, like, you don't need it. It, it kind it of really... makes the whole film seem um, completely redundant because the whole plot of three is that um, they're stuck in the past. They can't operate the DeLorean because yeah. um, because it, it, it they haven't got any gas. And then for them to be like... Ten minutes later, it's like, oh, he but he made it into yeah. a train. Like, and then there's and there's that you know, and, then, and I really like the end where, um, and again, as a kid, I love that. I yeah. was like, oh, flying train. Yeah, yeah, of course. But now as an adult, um, there's a really lovely moment where um, the, tr- the the train smashes the DeLorean, yeah. and then and Michael Fox says, "Well, Doc, it's destroyed." And you know, it's like that's so heartbreaking. Like, wasn't the wasn't the picture half broken? Yeah, as well? the picture was half. But what if we? What if you just didn't have it half broken? Like yeah, have like the the corner like ripped yeah. or something. But he like picks it up and he's just and like just, and he like he just like puts yeah. it in his puts it in his pocket or something. And I think and and you know I I mean I guess they wanted to like you know they wanted to, to end it like they, they ended one yeah, with a okay. with a, a, a fun a, a flying time machine. But it, yeah, I wish I, I I wish they hadn't done that because also it just it makes because you just think oh so Doc made another time machine. With 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 technology and uh, all right, all right. So he had future knowledge, yes, but true. he didn't have the technology and the means to yeah. do that. But so he's made a time machine out of a out of a. Um, he was so adamant that a train that Marty destroyed the yeah. DeLorean. Yeah, what, and then what? he just makes another one. Yeah, um, <laughs> and uh, he just makes a whole new time machine, and um, and uh, yeah, and it's just. It, it defeats yeah. the purpose of this whole thing of hanging over the film, where I think it, it, I think it's nineteen fifty five. Doc at the beginning of three, yeah. when he's just like, when you get back to nineteen eighty five, you need to destroy the Delorean. Yeah, and I it's just, and it's just like okay, so he's gone against his own wishes. Yeah, I'd, yeah, um, and he knows that's for the best, but then he's just gone nah. Uh... <laughs> the more we talk about it, the more the more irritate you are. Yeah, the what the the more we talk about it, the more actually it's irritating me. Yeah. Um, okay, that's the worst bit. Yeah, I, I forgive don't... Seamus McFly. Yeah, um, it's really yeah, it's really annoying. Actually, yeah. I think it would have been a much it would have been a much nicer, I poignant ending if um, if that was it. He's just destroyed it, like you say. He's he goes back to the track. With with the rubble and and you know we have that moment where the flux capacitor is just sort of flickering and then it it, it dies mm. and he like you say he picks up the picture and it's him and Doc by the clock and he just sort of shows it to Jennifer and then another good thing that would have that, which could have tied it all could have together. ended like that I've got an idea that could tie yeah. it all together yeah right so you have that scene where he picks up the um where he picks up the the picture yeah right he turns it over. And he and it says, "Go back to my lab." <gasps> or, and he goes back. I love it. And as soon as he opens the door, there's like a 
like a on his so say on like a post or like a wall or something it's got a really old like you know coffee stain kind of paper yeah it just says marty on it and it's got another letter it's a letter yeah calling back to when marty wrote a letter for doc and it says everything that he says on the train yeah like and he you know he opens it yeah and like stuck behind it it maybe even still have the the photo where it's cut in half so he he still got the bit where it tells him to go there. Yeah. And behind the photo is, well, he, is the he could have the, he could have the he could have the framed photo that Doc gives yeah. him in that package. Yeah. Um, Just like, like on the side or on the floor as he comes into the you know where you, he comes yeah. in. Yeah. And he just or just on the side. Yeah. Where he says go to go to the go to the lab. Um, and then he goes there. He finds a parcel. Yeah. Which says Marty McFly, nineteen eighty five. Or the the date he goes back, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like November thirteenth, or you could have yeah, and you could have had another ending like two. Yeah. Um, where it just sort of ends on a a a, a bit of a ambiguous cliffhanger. Yeah. Um, but yeah, something where it's just, you know, it's not just, it's just like a more somber note. But yeah. I can tell why they've gone for a wilder. Yeah. Because it's Back to the Future. Yeah, you know, I know. I, oh. It doesn't have to always be. He goes, uh, yeah, he goes, he, goes, he goes, it runs on steam. Oh, what? It runs on steam. <laughs> oh, God. The DeLorean ran on, on you couldn't make plutonium. More than one, yeah, you couldn't make more than one ice cube. How can it run on steam? Oh, well, that's, that's, I do, yeah, I agree with you. It's the worst bit. Yeah. Um, but also, I can see why they've done it. Yeah, so. it doesn't. It, it you know it doesn't take anything away from the no. film or the trilogy. Right. It is a nice ending. It's a nice ending. I, I like I said, I loved it as a kid. I got yeah, giddy about yeah, it. But um, now I just think it's a bit. It's a bit silly. But um, um, but yeah. So, but I think yeah. I so I, I mean I, I overall I think three. Um, uh, I think three is very enjoyable. Don't write it off. You know, just because it's set in in the West, doesn't mean that it's not still an enjoyable film. Um, uh, and I also love as well. Um, have you seen A Million Ways to Die in the West? Yeah. Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. By far the best scene yeah. in that film is Doc Brown's cameo. <laughs> that that is brilliant. I love that. Um, if it weren't for three, we wouldn't never have got that. So yeah, that's uh, true. so there you go. Um, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, it's 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 good. So is um, Back to the Future. One, part two, and part three. The best trilogy of all time. Yeah, that is a that is a really great question. Um, so I don't think... I'm not going to do, like, a verdict. I'm not going to do, like, a, a verdict system. You know, like, X out of five. I don't think that really works. Oh, no, we no. We so, won't. No, 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 no. Um, so is the... Yeah, is oh. it the best film trilogy of all time? Where each film is great yeah or is there another contender I'm trying, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of other um, other trilogies uh, yeah I think it is a very strong contender for best trilogy in my opinion because even the most highly regarded trilogies like The Godfather um you know the proper the, the the third installment of that is is very poor. 
compared to the first two whereas I don't think that's the case with Back to the Future no. um, and you know there are like, yeah and there are, there are really bad ones like The Hangover which are notoriously bad and should never have been a trilogy at all <laughs> um, literally but uh, so yeah whereas yeah Back to the Future I think um, also there are certain um, there are certain franchises as well that I think should have been had they have been just three films they would have been the perfect trilogy um, but maybe, maybe uh, the one that we talked about last time yeah maybe that I think maybe Rocky as yeah, well yeah. Um, maybe when we even get even though four oh I'll, I know four's great yeah but um, when, we'll do a whole different podcast <laughs> when you think about That's Rocky 1, 2 and 3 yeah the way that 3 and 3 wraps up the whole um, thing with him with him teaming with Apollo his yep. loses nemesis from the first two films and it all the way 3 ends is it's like they're friends now mm. and, it, and then it ends with them with that freeze frame of them yep. classic if he Iconic stopped shot. there, yeah. that might have been the greatest trilogy ever made, um, but it's not. So, um, <laughs> oh yeah, I think for me, I think Back to the Future is uh, number two behind what Lord of the Rings. That's literally it's on our shelf, and I keep <laughs> glancing over. I'm just hoping it can't hear me. <laughs> I was just like, is it the best? And it's just the the, the special yeah. editions are just holding a knife. We've got two <laughs> sets of special editions <laughs> in our flat. So, uh, yeah. Um, okay. At yeah. my behest, I'll also say it's second only to Lord of the Rings. Of course. But I'm going to have to say it's just... But, uh, you know, that's that's not to the detriment of no. the Back to the Future trilogy because, you know... The fact that it's second to Lord of the Rings. I mean, you know, that's like saying you're the second greatest boxer after Muhammad Ali. Yeah. That's that's okay. that's still pretty impressive. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's I think Back to the Future is yeah. just three uh, films that when we said we were going to do the podcast, I was I was eager to do it. Yeah. I was very eager to yeah. uh, to rewatch. And if you said we're going to have to rewatch them again. I'd say yes. Yeah, and as would I, and you could. I you you could. I mean if if it was on television this afternoon, I would probably watch if it. If it was on ITV too. Yeah, like on like a Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> um part 3. So Only. um I remember we were discussing the other day. Um I said to you um <laughs> that uh as long as Robert Zemeckis is alive, yeah. Um they'll they'll then they won't remake or reboot um, the back the films because he has literally said uh, over my dead body he <laughs> owns he owns the rights so yeah. um, but until and when he passes away I think then the rights pass to, to Universal, Universal um, which is where things I, I worry um, yeah that would be so so bad if they remade uh, Back to the Future. But so yeah, bad. here we are, about to recast the film. That's right, because um, <laughs> well, we said what we, if we were to make if we were to make oh. either a remake or or a fourth instalment, what would we, what, what would we, we do? do? Well, well, uh, well, what what did I remember? What, what did you say? <laughs> so this is this is not what we would do, but no. this is what we think that 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 Hollywood would do. Yeah. Do you wanna? Yeah, so. Uh, it's a tumultuous task to to recast 
that film. Yeah. Uh, with it being so iconic. But there's only one thing you can do uh, when you're rebooting or, uh, or you need some kind of franchise Viagra. There's only uh, one man who can help me. And that is uh, Dr. Emmett Brown, played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And then, ele- it and then be. it's elementary that the 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 teenager who's no longer a teenager but still would play a teenager is Zach Zac Efron. <laughs> and I mean, yeah. like, I'd hate yeah, it, but I'd watch it. That's what they do. I would hate it, but I'd watch it. I'd and watch I think, it as well. Nearly a billion other people would watch it. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Kevin Hart would be like Einstein or something. <laughs> Kevin Hart, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> the ones that's getting me I'm just like who could play Biff yeah I'm just like in this current climate of like actual bullies it's just gotta be uh, Kevin Spacey I guess <laughs> yeah yeah or they would or, or Biff wouldn't there wouldn't even be it would be Biff, it would be like online internet bullying oh yeah be like there trolling. would be no there would be no real Biff it would just be a guy on a Twitter page yeah and yeah. then his his bio would just be what are you looking at butthead that's right yeah yeah yeah, or they would, or they'd like do a Ghostbusters and make Doc and Marty um, female, so it'd be like Martine um, and Doctor Emily Martin, Brown, Martina, Martina Junior. Yeah, whoever he actually played in. Um, yeah, I don't think that's the. Um, but uh, yeah, it'll be the same character. Uh, but yeah, Doctor no. Amelia Brown. God, yeah, no, but no, that is that, <laughs> played by Emily Blunt. That is so. Oh, that is so like painfully like true. They, <laughs> it would be like The Rock, wouldn't yeah. it? It would just be oh. Um, I mean, you know, to be to be fair, um, I I've seen the trailer for the for the musical. Oh yeah, I think I should send that to you. Yeah, um, and we, I think the guy who's playing Doc in that will will probably be quite good. Yeah, be right. Um, He's that guy who's in a bunch of films that yeah. we can't know who, who he I is. I googled him earlier and I know I can't forget. Yeah, I can't remember his name. That that guy. But <laughs> um, so, bad. But, um, so yeah, um, and he has got Christopher Lloyd's uh, blessing. blessing. So that's um, so that's nice. But um, so yeah, we got Zach Efron and the Rock. Zach, yeah, who would play uh, Leah Thompson's role? Um, of Lorraine McFly. Oh, it'll probably be, I don't know, like, like it'll be like a stunt pop star casting. It'll be like Billie Eilish or something. <laughs> um, or she, she'll, she'll do <laughs> the soundtrack. Um, yeah. Don't, don't. <laughs> That'll be the Robin Power of Love. It'll just yeah. be. <laughs> I yeah. don't want that. And now that if we put this on the internet, it's out there. The idea is out there. Oh, the bootstrap paradox. <laughs> we had to we've just it for it to happen. We've just put the idea, and then now they're going to do it, oh, and we're going to no. be like, that we. There, there you go. There you go, viewers slash listeners. That is another example of the bootstrap paradox. We've just created our own uh, worst case scenario film. Um, but on a on a on a lighter, more uh, hopefully le- less realistic note um if you uh if if they uh made um either a remake or a sequel what would you think would be the best course of action like they had to do it if if the studio said we're making a four it's gonna happen 
No, I'd rather it be a reboot than a fourth. Right. Because then I can, like we said for Jurassic Park. Yeah. We can just ignore the other ones. Yeah. And we just ignore what they're trying to bring out. Yeah. We can always be like, well, if they make a fourth, then it will inter. They'll try and intertwine it with yes. Back to the Future. Yeah. And that will tarnish the memory of the original film. So reboot it so I can ignore it. Yeah, I see what you mean. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, yeah, see, I, I I, originally thought I'd rather see a Back to the Future 4 with, like, maybe, a, a, with, like, Michael J. Fox stepping into the... Um, uh, the, the yeah the 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 older um wiser sort of character and then a new young protagonist but um I don't want to be doing that don't yeah, want to be going into terminator dark fate yeah but thinking about it that would that could actually be disastrous um so uh so yeah i you you're right actually maybe maybe a remake would be the best option and and that way if it is really bad which it will probably will be um we we can just pretend it it didn't happen. I mean, the only course of action I think is just that hoping and praying that Robert Zemeckis lives forever. Lives forever, yeah. Um, just leave them alone. Just don't reboot them. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. You know, so uh, they they're making a musical out of it. Um, I, that's fine. I could tolerate that. Um, uh, you know. Uh, it's funny. I think I told some friends of mine about the men making a musical, and and they all sort of rolled their eyes and they're like, oh, back, a musical out of Back to the Future. And I initially thought that too. Um, Sometimes, you know, I, I sort of I used to think, um, uh, you know, with with sort of my theatre background, you know, I used to think that uh, making musicals out of pre-existing films, films yeah. is kind of lazy. Yeah. Um, however, look how bad Spider Man went. Exactly. Spider-Man. However, so sometimes they can be they can be quite actually quite good. Um, I think an example of this is um, Ghost. They made a musical out of Ghost, um, which I think works well as a musical because it's like a, a tragedy romance mm. drama. Yeah, and the score good subject matter for a theatre. Exactly, production. it's it's so musical theatre, isn't yeah. it? Um, and the score for Ghost is actually really good. So, what I don't like is. Uh, is where they just make jukebox musicals. Do you know what I mean by that? Yes. Where, where they take a pre-existing Song. songs like um, a, a greatest hits, dance, yeah. and they 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 make a very a poor of a very poor story yeah. around it. Um, and you know, I know, I, I know that people love Mamma Mia, but it is pretty shit. It really you can't really make it. I but you know. Um, so I think at least with the Back to the Future musical, they they're not they're just doing the original the first film, yeah. But and they're writing a, a whole new score for it, along with the sort of um, uh, um, is it Huey Lewis yeah uh, songs yeah. So yeah, um, if it works, it could be fan- it could be amazing. Mm. You know, like I say, sometimes they work like with Ghost. They they work really well. Other times they they fail miserably, like Spider Man. Um, but yeah, it could work. What will be the legacy of Back to the Future in two thousand and eighty five? Oh, last question. 
last bit because they're about two hours. Oh, really? Mm. Oh, good. every time. <laughs> um, no, it's fine. Two hours is fine. Um, Anything more than that, no. I think it will be a. Uh, it will be. Re- I think it will be remembered as a. Um, a moment in time, um, a culturally significant uh, moment in um, in in time and uh, cinema history. Uh, yeah, hopefully not forgotten. Um, yeah, a hundred years is a long time. I know, um, but we're not that. We uh, we are where we are, but it's. It's 2020 now. So, yeah. You know, it'll be 40 years. Yeah. In five years' time. So we're halfway there. I mean, I yeah. think even reaching to the 50th anniversary, we'll be, we'll be looking back and thinking, you know, yeah. better times. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, Doctor Who's approaching its 60th anniversary, so it's not, it's not impossible that, yeah. w- w- that, We'll st- people will still be talking about it um, in 2085. Um, you know, will people still be sitting at their dining room tables doing podcasts about it? I certainly hope so, and I certainly hope that they're they're talking just about the original trilogy and not the 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 new trilogy that they made. You know, like with Star Wars. I hope they just leave it. Yeah, um, yeah. and. You know, you never know. Um, maybe back, maybe in twenty eighty five, um, they'll have invented time travel, so uh, so we can people will be able to go back in time and watch watch it in the in the cinema for the first time. What would you do? Sorry, I know you said this was the end, <laughs> but um, if you could go back in time, um, where would you go? You can only have one trip. Return? Yes, you can return. See, obviously, uh, this is on topic, but I'd like to go back to the 80s. But I also would rather go to somewhere that's so different that I don't know what to do with myself. You know, I'm very out of my comfort zone. So... But then again, like... So just back or forward as well? Uh, just back. You, okay. you can only go back. You can't go forward. So I might, I might say the the fifties. So my favorite, obviously, this ties into this as well. My favorite period of, you know, style and life is the fifties in America, yeah. because it's because of how idealistic it is. I know it's that's solely surface deep. Yeah, but again, it's a totally different world, you know. Even the eighties is is a totally different world, yeah. really. But the fifties is as far back as I would go, without me being like I feel in danger. Yeah. <laughs> so, because yeah. I'd be getting called up to World War Two and World War One, and yeah. I'd just be like, "Yeah, I'm not from here, mate. So I don't go here." Yeah. So yeah, I'd say the fifties, America. So it kind of ties into into the podcast into the film yeah yeah 1955 nice nice I like that where would you go 
I would go back in time to um, two weeks ago and stop <laughs> myself from going to see Tenant in the cinema. <laughs> the end. <laughs>